listening to the Tabernacle of Prayer Sermon of the Week. We pray today's message will empower you to grow in the Lord. For more information and resources, visit toprc.org. Seven and one. We're going to read a little bit. Okay. Then the hand of the Lord. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can read it. Because I'm, I'm just a little anxious. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there are very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Stop right there. I don't mean to be old school, but before you can heal anything, you have to survey it. Okay. I need a little bit more on my mic, please, because <clears throat> before you can heal anything, you need, to be, you need to know it thoroughly. Most of us don't get the results from being healers because we attack thinking laying hands on stuff is the right way before we see the whole issue. We want to attack because we got, got the Holy Ghost and we got super fast tongues. But and I'm one of those, but we have not looked what the real issue is. You only think that a part of you is dry. And you don't know that your dryness started in your childhood. That's the reason why you could be hot for the Lord on one season, dry the next season, dry the next season, hot the next season. And it's a cycle that you go through. For 10 years, you haven't noticed that you haven't been hot for the Lord one year straight. You haven't quit church now one year. You haven't not quit church for three years straight. There's always a period where you quit. There's always a stoppage. There's always a setback. You haven't noticed that in your life? Because you have not surveyed your whole life and what's wrong. So you got the same cycle. Pull back time. Then when the demons is hot, you on it. Let's pray, everybody. Let's pray. Right, right, right. That was on the chocolate. You want a job, you pray. You want a car, you down on your knees, rolling on the floor for a Volkswagen, for a Tesla, for a BMW. You're rolling on the floor. Yet, once you achieve what God allows you to get, you forget who sent it. You forget that the car was only a vehicle for you to do ministry, not to floss. See, God won't give us some stuff because he knows if he gives it to us, the first thing we're going to do is show the naysayers. Okay. Let me tell you, when I started producing music and I made a lot of money and the first car that I was able to buy 
was a Land Rover Discovery. Silver Land Rover Discovery. No one had it back then. I'm, I'm driving the baby range with all the windows in it. No one had it. So I'm thinking, I am going to floss. So I drove down Manhattan Avenue in Greenberg. In the middle of the day, very slow. 15 miles an hour, slow. With my hand up, slow. Looking around, slow. Flossing, slow. Look at me now, slow. The preacher's son, slow. Because I needed to show everybody music pays. Do you understand that most of us want God's blessing to meet a childhood issue? We haven't dealt with it yet. We haven't dealt with the fact why you want this. Why? Why do you have a Gucci bag? And you don't even know where Gucci come from. I could tell you Gucci from, is made in Africa and you'd be like, yeah. You want the bag because you saw what it means status-wise. Am I wrong? God, before he does a miracle for this church, he has to make sure that our motives line up right. I can see the hand of God going like this and stopping. Motive. Motive. You don't want to live in the hood. Why? Motive. Because you're tired of something? Because you want to tell somebody I don't live there? Because I want to tell somebody I have a doorman? When David the king said, I'd rather be a doorman. Okay. Come on, finish. Just read about two more lines and I... I'm almost halfway done. Come on, where we at? And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? Can dead things live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. God is asking you, everyone in here, can the dead things in your life live under your tutelage? Under your teaching right now. What you have in you, can you bring stuff back to life? Not can your church, can you. There is, Ezekiel is in a place where he has no help. No help. But God. You need to get to a place that all you got is what you hear. Lord, you can't start a ministry, you can't finish a ministry till you believe in what you heard. God is with him, but not showing up in the physical. He's only with him. We don't know if he's talking to him in his mind or in his ear. We don't know. We don't know that if we got a snapshot, is it a man standing in the valley where there's nothing? We don't know if there's a man standing in the valley with nothing but dead bones, dry people pieces and fragments of what was. 
Keep on. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Stop right there. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor today's message is, I got the power to put it back together. Okay. I thought the church would go up. I need to say it one more time. Look at somebody in the face and tell them I got the power to put it back together. It's coming back together. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it together. Have a seat. I'm putting it back together. Uh, I'm, I got the power to put it back together. Now, there's a few things I want to talk to you about before I even get, get into it. I'll be, I'll be done. We're getting out early today. Notice this. Notice this. That when you got to put something back together, there's no devil around. Hear me. There is, mm, there is no satanic influence. There's no demon. Because there's no spirit. There's no body. Uh, okay, you missed this. That this is only a God moment because there's no body for demons to host. So there is no demonic influence right now because they already won. They killed and wiped out people premature. Y'all missed that. This is God's power in resurrection. Lord. This is past you having the power to deliver someone from demonic oppression. This is called resurrection. This is a Lazarus moment times a thousand, times another thousand times another thousand. God is getting ready to give you power to raise up a dead nation. Okay. Now the only people going to be able to say amen to this pastors are the people who've been praying and who are on this tip. Because if they're not on this right here, this goes over their head. Because this message is not for you. Okay, I need a t-shirt that says that. This message is not for you. It's for the them that you got to raise up. Wow. Wow. Broken people can't do this job. Okay. Broken people, people who don't know if they want to serve God today or be married today. If you're still fighting with your boyfriend, this ain't for you. Maybe next Sunday. Because this is a message for ministry. We keep giving you toddler messages and you say amen to baby messages. Get yours. Do you. Do you in the name of Jesus. That's what we preach. Foolish messages that have nothing to do with the body of Christ. Nothing to do with the gifting of God in you. Why do you pray? Why do you come to his house? What war are you preparing for? 
You fight a real devil every day. There's a real devil after your life. There's a real devil trying to make you crazy. There's a real devil. The valley of the dry bones makes you drive to dry places. Okay, Lord, I don't want... It makes you have... It makes you have compassion for stuff you can't explain. It takes you out of your character. Oh, I don't do that. Imagine Ezekiel saying, God taking him to a dry place, and he goes, I don't do this. I'm a prophet. How do I prophesy the dead stuff? I'm a prophet. This is, if you're not sensitive to the Lord, you'll miss him. Because his next job he has for you doesn't look like a job at all. Y'all missed that. The next thing God is going to require from you don't look like God would require it at all. Because if God said, Joy City, go to the nearest cemetery and start praying, you would say, you're crazy, pastor. These people are dead. Yet we can preach this message and you can rejoice. So anybody that qualifies as a prophet today, and I said, to the graveyard we go, you'd be like, to home I go, because something's wrong with you. Yet God mm, is requiring now for us to deal with the stuff that died on our watch. Because the next move, my satoa, is going to be the people that are dead. Dead in spirit. Dead in awareness. Dead in hope. Dead people have no hope. This is what God, I want you to hear me. This is where we got to get the power of God. Because when we go to heal people, we say they have no faith. And in this text, dead people have no faith. There is no connection. This is where God got to get us pastors. That it is not the connection we make in faith. It is the word of God through obedience. Yes. If I tell you God sent me to a dead situation, he's not sending me without resurrecting power. That's right. It's how I apply it. Yes. It's called application. Yes. Are you ready for the dead? You'll be scared. I want you to think about this, everybody. Let me bring you to the natural. If I took you to a cemetery and told you, wait until something happens, you would not wait. You may stay around for a minute, but that's not waiting. Because I took you to hopelessness. The only hope in a graveyard is the hope you bring. Yes. Okay. See, I knew I wouldn't get a lot of amens because they don't understand it yet. I hear you. There is no hope in a graveyard. The only hope is what I bring. Because dead people can't feel. But dead people can feel when you command them. Okay. The next situation, the next thing that has to happen in the dead situation is the command that comes out of your mouth. What comes out of your mouth changes dead stuff. Silver and gold have I none. 
It's not what comes out of my hand. It's what I say next. Such as I do have. Oh, God. I know I got something. I ain't got no money, but the next thing that comes out of my mouth will get you up out of your situation. Such as I have, give I unto you. I never touched you, but I called the name. Okay. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus. But this is very strange here because Ezekiel does not have the privilege to use his name. How do you raise up dead stuff without the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, demons or Satan, whatever you want to say, tell me who can stand be for us when we call on that great name, Jesus, Jesus. No, no, no. I meant to tell y'all to sing it. Y'all getting happy, but he did not have that luxury. You can sing it and feel it. He has to obey it and not know it. He has to obey Ezekiel has no experience with Jesus at all, but he does have an experience with the voice. And the reason why we can sing it and get no results, because we don't know the voice. And you thought he sent you to something alive. And the reason why you don't see nothing, because he said, no, that's too easy. I need you to go to stuff that's completely dead and dry. I want, I want the hope to be gone so I can show you how God I am. I want the bones that I made. I want the bones that I made to be dry. It's only dried because the elements that God allowed dried it out. Yep, yep, yep. You're not hearing me. God is even in your dryness. The, 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 the psalmist said, uh, I was made by dust, and to dust will I return. But every element of his existence was made by the same God that made him, and he returns to him. I need someone to say, this is the reason why we say the same God. And we get happy off of saying the same God. When we say the same God, we're really referring to the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. But we forget the God in the middle. The God in the middle of the Old and New Testament for 400 and something years was the God that we called silent. He was only silent to men, but not silent in spirit. The God that was silent wasn't drying up. (laughs) He was incubating time in himself. That in the fullness of time, the sun would come. And in the fullness of time, righteousness would be established. And in the fullness of time, everything that was dry came back to life with one birth. Y'all, hearing me today. The Hebrew word for prophet is nabi. N-A-B-I. It means 
Y'all ready for this? Some of y'all ain't happy, but maybe you'll get happy. It means to bubble forth. The word prophet means to bubble forth. So what God <laughs> sends to dead stuff is a bubble forth. You can't bubble with, without being wet. Water bubbles. Substance bubbles. That You need liquid to bubble. So prophets should already be wet with the Holy Ghost. The Lord, the Lord got me this morning while I was driving. I was praying. And the Lord said, you don't put enough emphasis and power on your words. So I said, Lord, I don't. I don't get it. Everybody stay here. I don't get it. He said, because everything I did in creation was a word. And when you give my word, it's to start to change people. You want to get to the laying on of hands. The hands is not what changes. The hands signify. The words change. It says, and he's, he spoke and his word healed him. He sent his word. Do you know what that means? That he escorted his word to the issue. Oh, did you? He, in the beginning, was the, and the word was, and the word was. So just think about an anointed alphabet. Put Put glory on the word heal. And then send it to the hospital. Y'all, my God. Put deliverance. Anointed deliverance. Put the oil on the words. And then send it to the people that are bound. Don't you understand? All you need is an anointed word. Out of your mouth. I need you to say that. All I need is an anointed word out of my mouth. Somebody say bubble forth. Listen. Thank you. Thank you. There is, I'm going to cut through here because I feel something. I told you. There are three. Now, we got to deal with. See, the altar call is being made right now for you to make a commitment to God and cut off everything God is telling you because he's, he's tapping you in your spirit right now as we speak. He's telling you to do it so you can bubble forth. Stop. Stop blaming issues. Stop blaming why you don't. Stop blaming how you feel. Because your feelings will not matter in the end. Oh, I'm almost done. Your feelings are controlled by the elements. Because if the heat level goes up, we feel hot. Do you understand? There are... There are there's an element outside that doesn't feel like the element inside, yet they're only a wall away. It could be 20 degrees hotter or colder outside, 
But right here, a wall away, it could be a whole nother temperature. You're in here fanning, go outside, big. Oh, it's cool out here. Guess what? When it begins to rain out there, you'll never feel it. You will look at it, but won't feel it. That's what the Holy Ghost wants to do to some of us. He wants everything we see to be hot and dry. But while we're in here, we're soaking wet, filled with the Holy Spirit. When you go outside, you change the element. God says to tell the people, bring what's happening in here out there. I didn't even finish my stuff. Take what you feel and how you're quivering. Take it to where it's dead and watch them shake just like you. You are afraid that it won't happen. That's why you don't try. You're afraid that if you say something, it won't come to pass. You're afraid that if you go to a dead situation, it'll stay dead. That's where faith comes in. Because Ezekiel has to say, I, I did as I was commanded. I did what the Lord said. That's why I said you got to be sure of what you heard. First of all, you got to be sure of the word. I, I feel like, sidebar, I feel like the guy, I just, my experience right now, I feel like the, 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 the praise and worship leader that was standing going, come on, say it, we are... And they said nothing. That's why I feel like. I'm telling you the scripture. And you're supposed to say, I did as I was commanded. Put my ear up, did the whole scenario, and everybody looked at me. I did as I was commanded. Know your word till it knows you. Know your word. <laughs> know your word till your word knows you. Know in the beginning was. Ask yourself. The word became flesh. So what was it before it became? It was the command of God that was so powerful it took form. Okay. You, I, I want you to hear me. That the commands, that's why it says that Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Yes, yes, yes. Why? Because God kept talking till he had to form his son. He kept talking. He kept talking to prophets that understood him partially. Yo, 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 I wish everybody from Adam understood God partially. It was only one that came and said, me and my father are one. And the things that he, when he's thinking something, I'm doing it. We're so close that if he tells me healing for just one man at the pool, I go and only touch one man and everybody else sick don't get me because my father told me one. We'd be out there trying to touch everybody with the power. <laughs> Come out of here! Throwing rags and doing all kinds of stuff. All your sick people take it! And nobody getting healed but the one that was commanded. Three levels of hopelessness. Let's do this. The bones are dried out. 
refers to someone who is living life void of the Torah, the word. Nevertheless, he knows that he can always return to God even after a lifetime without him. A lifetime without God. Yet you can be saved. You can live your whole life without him and get saved on your deathbed. You can live the life of a devil, kill people, and still be saved. Because you can go to every other God. You can go to Buddha. You can go to any God you want. And he won't save you if you're a mass murderer. But go to Jesus Christ. Three levels of hopelessness dried out. Our hope is lost, right? Number two, our hope is lost. That we have no hope, because I said it. Dead people have no hope. And hope leads to faith, according to the word of God, right? We have this hope that we will rise again. We have this belief system. But if you, if you have no hope, you are dead. It works both ways. Dead people have no hope, and people alive with no hope is dead. Y'all get what I'm saying? Number three, we are cut off. There is no way to get back. Some people in God's house. Now, this is where the rubber meets the road. This here is not for sinners. This is Israel. This is people in the house who are dead in the house. Dead in front of God. Dead in front of hope and dead in front of faith. Knowing but not having. This is what's bothering me about our culture. That a lot of us, a lot of our, our parents, grandparents, ancestors, they died seeing it but not achieving it. They died saying God is good, but they died in a one-room shell. Yes. All the anointing in the world that never left the room. Yes. And the Lord is getting me about us applauding mothers and fathers in the gospel who never exposed their own anointing. Amen. Okay. Amen. Yeah, I'm going to shut it down right now. Amen. Joy City, don't die without exposing what's in you. Because you will be, you are useless to the kingdom. The kingdom cannot deal with people who can't deal with people. I don't care. It, it, and it's starting to become a demonic spirit that says I can't deal with people, but you can sleep with them. I don't care. You don't say amen. You, you, you can't deal with people, but you can have sex with them. You, you, that, that don't mean, uh, uh, okay, now, uh, maybe nobody, if nobody say amen, you might as well get me a seat and I'll sit down till people start telling the truth. You can't, I can't deal with people. I can't stand people. Me and people don't do, do and you on the phone all night talking to who, a ghost? You DMing people. Who is that? Casper? Casper? 
That's a, that's a lame excuse for you to be dry and not stretch out. You're not, you're not knowing people for yourself. You're knowing people to give them something from God. And if God, oh yeah, and if God ain't that important to you, then be quiet and go on to hell quietly. Because that's what's going to happen. Because the Bible says the man that buried his talent, they call him good for nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just one of those messages. Thought you was going to dance and shout. The power's here to get us straight. Stop making excuses. Now pass that down the road. Look at your neighbor and tell them, stop making excuses. They're not godly. They're not even biblical. The excuses you make are for your flesh. We don't know your gifting because you want to keep it. We don't know what you're good at because you don't want the world to know. You're too afraid. All it takes is one time for God to really use you and you'll bust that fear notion right out the window. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And if you and I taught I taught something on Thursday. I, I, I want to repeat it, but I won't. Sound mind has to be first. Because if you're sound in mind, you'll try anything. A person of us, it's not, we think crazy people jump off buildings. No, they gotta be sound in mind to know the parachute works. They know, they know the parachute. They know what they're getting into. They're not just saying, oh, I don't know if it's going to work or not, but I'm going to jump. People jump with kids and family. Jump out of planes. We call them thrill seekers. But if you really look, they sought knowledge. The devil wanted, <laughs> Lord, the devil wanted to make Jesus a thrill seeker. With the power he had. <laughs> Jump off this high ledge because you know the angels, they'll, they got charge over you to keep, the angels won't let you die until you get to the cross. Oh my God. But the devil wanted him to seek a thrill without the knowledge of his calling. The knowledge of his calling wasn't to execute his power at will, it was to do what the Father said. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Let's get back to Ezekiel so I can stop because I'm boring y'all. Ezekiel is standing. Hallelujah, glory to God. Somebody just shout hallelujah. Can you imagine Ezekiel standing in the middle of a desert, dry place, and nothing but bones, and the bones are scattered, and none of the bones belong together. The hip bone to Johnny is over there. And, 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 and Roberto's bone for his back and his spine is five miles away. And it is the job of the prophet to command what's confused. Lord, the first thing I want to tell my church is bring prophetic utterance to confusion and watch what happens. Stop being a person that helps the argument and stand in the midst of the dryness and bring it Amen. to order. Right. 
Am I losing y'all? Because most of the time, we stand in confusion and help it. We never stand in confusion as our call. Because if you stand up in your call, confusion has to stop. But when you speak your word, it has to line up. Oh, y'all missed that. When you stand up, have you ever, I want to talk to those who really know God. Have you ever entered into a room and everything stopped and you felt like, what's going on here? And everybody just looked at you like, and you go, what are you looking at me for? What's happening? Because order came in. The peace came in, and so something had to stop. You don't know what you carry, number one. Okay, I'm going to say this again. You don't know what you carry. You do not know what you carry, but you better learn what you carry. And what you carry stops confusion. The spirit of confusion will always lead to fear. But the spirit of a prophet comes in a room, and chaos has to... Now, chaos gets afraid. Oh, God. Because you are light. Okay, let me keep on going. Ezekiel, I hear you, Lord. God, what he's about to do today. Let me tell you. What he's about. I thought I was going to come here and preach up a storm, but I have to order stuff now. What God is going to do is expose the light on you to yourself. He's going to let you see what's on you and what comes out of you when confusion sees it. When dead stuff sees what's on you, it has to now start rattling. Ezekiel does not show up with a presence. He shows up with a command. Therefore, something wrong with this floor. Therefore, if, listen to me, if Ezekiel came with God, if God showed up, all the dead stuff would have been alive with the flesh on it. Without Ezekiel's words. I don't want to confuse you, but I want you to hear this. When God shows up to any dead situation, everything lines up automatically. Because his presence is life. Do you understand? His presence is life. When Jesus, I won't even go there. God had to send a human with a command for it to be done in stages. Can I prove it to you? Lazarus never got healed in a stage. Okay. And when Lazarus comes forth, he comes forth to the mouth of the grave bound. So who lifted him up? He's he's a mummy, y'all. He's laying in a tomb like a mummy. He's wrapped up tight. You know how, we, how they wrap babies in swaddling clothes? Yeah. They wrap dead bodies. And then, they, and then they put ointment around it. So now it's hardened. And the hardened body of a dead man comes to the mouth of the cave of where he's buried. And all they got to do is roll away the stone. That is the power and the command of the Lord. That he'll make a dead body walk. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when God sends you to dead issues in your family, it's not going to be in stages. That's right. That's right. It's going to be something called immediately. Uh-huh. Okay. He wants to use a lot this uh, Ezekiel in stages to show what's important. 
Let the bones start to move. Let the sinew start to come together. Let the flesh come together. Then I'm going to command air. I'm going to command the wind, the ruach, to come together. Going back to Genesis 2 and 7. What did God do to Adam? He, the problem is we got a church that's a body with nothing in it. What good is it to have a body that has nothing in it? You can't move without, you can't breathe without, and you can't give without. We have something, and I'm done. We have something called powerless Holy Ghost. It's a name, Holy Spirit, because we see it in all our churches in America. I want you to think about this, because this is a, a lesson. Think about how many churches got great performance. Lord, we praise you. We give you glory. Come on, y'all. And we worship you. Hallelujah. And here come the flag people. <laughs> come on, breathing. Breathing all heavy. <laughs> Hosanna. Hosanna forever. Yeshua. And all the people with cancer sitting in the back. Deteriorating. All the blind people. We make provisions in God's house for deaf people not to be healed. I'm not, I mean, it's funny, but I'm not. I went, I was at a mega church and they said, oh, where are you going? That, that's for the hearing impaired. You want to tell me there's no attempt for healing? And we're okay with that. And we're happy because it lets us in and lets us out. We're good. It's two. We're good. We're out. And we have no experience, no touch, no conviction, nothing. Nothing that Jesus did in the street. We have no experience. And we big up those pastors. Oh, Pastor, Ju Pastor Junie is so good. His messages are so great. And he walks around with an earpiece. Turn your Bibles. Turn your Bibles to Luke 5. I won't be here long. Luke 5. Now, you haven't read your Bible all week. You haven't cracked your Bible at all. But you're good with a 15-minute sermon. It's timed. It's timed. Everything is timed. It's timed, and so is your demise. It's time. How? It's time. The devil's laughing. The devil's in the praise team, just shaking. Come on, Pastor Junie. Come on. I'm going to say this. Lord. We send our pastors to go play golf. We send them on excursions, but we never send them to pray. 
We want our yeah, we want our pastors to have vacations, but we never said go get a word from the Lord. Go get a fresh move from God. And anytime, and anytime we call revival, you hear the sucking of the teeth. Here we go again. And you don't even know that your life is in jeopardy. And that God calls Masite, he calls in line, he calls in line revival to save lives. And we get mad. More time in church. More money across bridges. Eh, this is going to cost me. Yeah, it's going to cost you. Everything costs you. Your sin costs you. Your drinking, your smoking costs you. Your lewdness costs you. Your gossip costs you. Everything costs. I would rather pay the cost to be in church. Okay, y'all still quiet. I would rather pay the cost to be under the glory and the unction of God than to pay the cost for what the devil has. But you, you, can't, you can't afford the devil. Uh, my last thing, my last thing about this. You are Ezekiel. I need you to say this. Put your hand right here and say, Lord, make me like Ezekiel. Make me the person who can stand with no support. There is no amens in this dead place. There is no go-heads. There's no, it's almost working. I can feel it because the dry bones don't have a mouth. You want too much support. I'm just spitting all over the place, but don't mind me. You want somebody to say amen when you're right. You want somebody to say, girl, you got it. You want somebody to say, boy, you anointed. But in a dead situation, there's no support. God don't even say, Ezekiel, you're doing good. Can I tell you something that's going to help you? And I, I mean this, I mean this with all soberness. God is just as cut and dry as the dry bones. He said, tell them, do this. And he's not explaining himself. So Ezekiel can only say, do what God say. I'm only telling you today with no explanation. Do what God say. You complain too much. You murmur too much. You want explanation. And God don't explain what he wants done. He tells you to do it. Where are you right now? Where are you mentally, Joy City? Where are you? What's your focus? Is your focus understanding with people? Is your focus, I want to be loved? I want to be heard? I want to be felt? I want to be held? I want all the accoutrements of the world and none of God. I don't want the discipline that the Bible gives me. I don't want to be set aside for the master's use. Set aside is lonely. I don't want that right now. I'm not in that season. You don't dictate seasons because you can't make them. Why are you trying to dictate the season you're in and you can't make it? You are not the author of a winter in your life. Neither are you the author of a summer. But you bring summer elements. I don't care how much 
We eat fruit in the winter. It didn't come from here in the winter. What we are eating is the result of someone else's summer. I'm talking today. And some of us is eating old fruit. And it'd be better if you don't have no fruit than old fruit. I'd rather not. Old fruit will make you sick. You might say, I ate an apple. That sounds good until it's in your belly. And you'll be unhappy that you ate that apple. And ain't no sickness like eating fruit that's bad and your stomach act up. It acts up immediately. You don't want none of that, that negative acid from an orange because it don't go away. And a lot of us think that we're eating fruit and we're eating from another season. And that season's been gone. You're eating relationships from another season. Come on, somebody can play. Give me some keyboard. You're eating fruit from another season. Pears. Oh, look at this pear. Look how big it is. Oh, this is so great. I got fruit until you bite into it. It's mushy. Look good from the outside. We can't. The problem is we don't have enough people prophesying the dead stuff. Everybody get happy when the spirit come here. And when the spirit come here, people start running to each other prophesying. But you wouldn't go to their car when they're dead saying, I'm never coming back to this church. And look them in the face and say, the devil is a liar and you are a liar. Stop lying to your spirit. You're letting your spirit tell you everything. Your flesh and your spirit are agreeing on the negative. I bind it up in the name of Jesus. Now you heard the truth. So if you come back or not, you know the truth. All this cute, sweet stuff, pacifying people. Letting them say any and everything to us. Thinking it don't. Their words are like dry bones. Then it starts to make you think, are they right? Do people treat each other bad? Do they really do this? And you start agreeing what what? is a dead issue. No wonder you have no joy. Y'all are young. It should be dancing and shouting every time we get together. Instead, we get sour faces. Waiting for, a, it's got to be a strong gust of wind to come through here. And we got to push you. Jesus, 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 I ain't doing it no more. Either you got it or you don't. Either he, let me tell you something. I'm 51 years old and I promise God. And I'm overweight. And I promise God that every time I could dance, I'm dancing. It's no question. I don't say, I don't, I don't say, uh, I don't say, uh. Here, switch. I don't say, uh, 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 I don't, uh, not today, Lord, my feet hurt. My feet hurt every day. They hurt right now. I don't know about coming praying for my feet. I use what's dead. Too many complaints in the body. I'm sorry to say this, y'all, but you got to hear it from me. Some people are going to wind up leaving church and wake up in a place that's not heaven. Because what you think and what you do is just as important to God. You have committed murder in your mind. Some of you have killed people's future. Killed it. 
I don't believe. I'm, I'm just going to do this because I, <laughs> I can't do all that. Y'all, they doing all. Do you understand that if people from hell could tell you don't do what you're doing, they would yell at you. They would yell at you and say, what are you doing? Give him your all. Wake up the dead stuff in your own life. What do you say you can't for? Hey, that's not me. I still need a little bit more on this. I want to awaken the people in here today to, re to the reality that you only got one shot. I'm going to say this again. No more from this church. That's not me. I can't. You got one shot with your Lord. One. You don't get another. You got one life. If he took your life right now, what would you tell him? What would you say? Can you say I gave it you? The last service, I gave it my all. The last day, I gave it my all. The Lord sent me the other day. Oh! Lord, I went to uh, Target. I wonder if she's here. Is the who's the girl? She, she said she's gonna come to church, but she, I went to Target and I didn't want to. I didn't. I mean, I, I like tar Target. Everybody knows I got a problem with Target. I do. I have a problem with Target. Loves me. Target just loves me. It just massages my pockets. Just says, hey, how you doing? Yeah, just buy this. You don't need this. I'd be looking for stuff that uh, I'm buying stuff I don't use. Hang pictures. I got like 20 of them. If anybody want to hang some pictures, you got you need some, just ask me. I got like, I got stuff in the basement. Because Target, Target bags, right? I went and I saw a young lady. She just came up to me and she said, um, oh, hey, Pastor, yeah, I enjoyed your church. And I'm going, huh? She goes, yeah, I, I'm across the bridge. I'm not thinking nobody's over there that would. And the Lord showed me something. He said, what people call, your popularity is growing in me. While your popularity in people is dying. You, once you become completely dead to people, I will send your name to places. Your name will, hey, your name will go across seas and there was no plane to take it. Now you got to get so happy with God that you deny your life. I'm becoming stuff that I never thought I would be. I don't have a happy life with my family. And so God creates a brand new one for me. And he says, accept this. Don't accept blood. Blood didn't work. Only mine does. Some of you got blood family that don't even talk to you. And you trying. But because, you got to understand, because, because, because what? Run into people that don't accept you or your God. No. Time is it for it. 
Jesus showed us that. He said, who is my mother? Who's my father? And he says this in front of his mother. Okay. <laughs> Y'all didn't get that. He says this stuff in front of his mother. And she accepts it. Because she got to say, who's my son? Y'all, that ain't my son on that cross. No way. My son is dead. That's Jesus, my Savior. At some point, people got to look at you and see the supernatural. They can't say, oh, no, that's just Lakeith. No, they got to see that's God's servant. They can't look at you no more and say, oh, that's my cousin. They start calling you. They start, people in my family start saying, hey, pastor. It was a joke at one time. Now it's serious. Hey, bishop. They go to bishop. They were calling me bishop 20 years ago. That's no lie. They were calling me bishop 20 years ago. 20 years ago. They go to bishop. Bishop of what? I was acting up. I'm no bishop. <laughs> bishop. No. But do you know, do you know who prophesies your future the most? Your enemy. The devil's, hey, the devil's in your life call you star. Hey, evangelist, while you got a drink in your hand, they're prophesying what you're going to be. And you're the one that says no. You're the one that says, oh, no, not me. Oh, me? How me? Me? Can't be me. No. I'm slapping people. I ain't no evangelist. You are slapping evangelists. Did I help somebody today? Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say this with the power. Tell your neighbor, stop, de stop denying the dry bones. Thank you for listening to the Tabernacle of Prayer Sermon of the Week. To stay updated with Tabernacle Sermons, how to give, and other resources, visit us online at toprc.org.